back with our daily push talk and we actually have one of my good friends and somebody who is doing this thing out here in Atlanta man uh, we have Ricky Brown who was formerly formerly the social uh, social justice coordinator for um, former congressman uh, no sorry don't give me get it right Kwanzaa Hall let me get it right um, but Ricky how you doing today man great man how are you I'm great one of the things I love so much about you, Ricky, and I think the way we first connected was literally talking about like your past, your history. Most people who know you would never know that you've ever had a background or that you've ever been incarcerated. So to start off by telling us a little about who you are, where you come from, and how you end up in the place you're at right now today. Well, um, my name is Ricky Brown. Uh, I'm the owner of a company called Next Step Staffing. Um, our website is nextstepstaff.com. Um, I started that um, uh, agency in um, 2010 um, to assist ex-offenders and veterans. Um, I started out helping um, uh, ex-offenders and um, veterans start coming through our doors, so we um, started that process of helping them as, as well to find jobs. Uh, I really started that business because I'm an ex-offender. Right. Uh, I served 13 years in federal prison. Um, I came home um, in um, 2006 and um, just couldn't find a job, uh, not a good job that would um, take care of myself and my family. Um, but um, go back further than that, um, as I said, I, I served 13 years off of a 15-year sentence. And um, while I was in prison, uh, I made up in my mind um, when I came home, I would be a better person for myself, my family, and my community. And hopefully I think we've done that. Um, but the, the business has been go doing very well. The staff and agency have hired now over 600 uh, men and women uh, wow. who, have, uh, uh, who have been incarcerated and have come in home um, to try and get that second chance. And uh, uh, we're happy that we've uh, been able to um, provide that second chance because I understand I'm one of them. Um, a lot of people don't understand the significance of um, assisting ex-offenders um, because we are still somebody's child. Uh, we're still somebody's brother. Uh, somebody's father or mother um, and the statistics are, are really staggering over 700,000 ex-offenders like myself are releasing jails and prisons every year nationwide state and federal um, and if you add those numbers up over the years we now um, have more ex-offenders on the streets of America than we have in the U.S. armed forces combined wow <laughs> that's so, crazy <laughs> and the statistic numbers don't lie um, because it's not it's not a black and white thing when you add the numbers up, predominantly black. But um, um, when you add those numbers up, they're staggering. And um, I've been able to come home and um, um, turn my life around and not allow my past to dis to determine my future. Uh, and uh, and I've been able to hopefully um, inspire people um, who have been incarcerated to come home and um, believe in yourself. Um, believe that you can do it. If I can go to prison for 13 years and come home and, and um, run a successful business, then um, I think it, um, it, it definitely can be done. I tell people, if you can't get a job, create your own job. Uh, we all have uh, some type of talents um, that um, uh, we don't even realize we have. I remember taking a, um, a course when I was in prison. Um, it was called um, um, Purpose Driven Life uh, by Rick Warren. I don't know if you remember him. Mm -hmm. But I remember taking that class, and throughout that class, it gave me a purpose. And we all, I uh, think, um, if we find our purpose, we all have some type of talent that we don't realize that we have a lot of times until we find it. We have to really deep 
dig deep down and find what we have that we can do better than anybody else. We have it. Uh, we just got to find it and believe that it's there. And um, so that class really um, gave me a real good outlook on, um, uh, on my purpose. And I think if we all um, find our purpose in life, I think we'll be successful. Um, I think our country, our state, and our city will be a safer place to live, work, and play. So I'm excited about the work that we've done. Um, CNN has done a, a big story on us. Um, all of the news um, stories have um, done stories on us. Uh, that's because um, um, it's, it's a lot of people out here. I mean, judges, uh, prosecutors, they have children um, who have made mistakes. And um, I'm a firm believer in second chance um, because, um, you know, I was given a second chance. I had to take my second chance. I don't really think nobody gave it to me. I think I had to really, really fight for my second chance. And, um, and, and I tell people all the time, especially men and women who are coming home from prisons, that the true test of a man's character is his ability to overcome adversity. And um, I think if we could just overcome a lot of those things that um, has happened in our past and um, use that as a tool, um, to go forward and uh, be a positive, productive member of our society. So, uh, hey man, I'm just a brother that um, made a mistake, went to prison, came home, and got it right. And, um, and you know, and one of the things I love so much about you is that um, you and I both have that same, you know, that same story, right? Now, mine wasn't 13 years, but it was the same story. And one of the things I always, I never have forgotten. Um, well, two things I've never forgotten. I've never forgotten the the um, number that, that they stamped me with. Even to the day, if you ask me what the number is, I can tell you too. I still sure remember mine. Four four two six eight zero one nine. Man, I remember <laughs> it to the T. And but the second aspect of it is walking out of that gate and realizing that the world has somewhat changed. And I've only did like fourteen months, but even in that time of fourteen months, like the world looked different to me. It felt different to me. Um, <laughs> what was that like for you, man? When you walked out those gates, like what was it? How did you? How did you look at the world? Well, man, it, it was really a, a scary um, uh, time um, coming home after serving 13 years off of a 15 year sentence. I didn't know what to expect. Um, I remember when I first came home and I went to a grocery store, a lady was talking on a little box and I, I didn't know what she was doing. because. <laughs> so I kindly asked her what was she doing and asked her what that was because it sounded like she was talking to somebody. And I, you know, I didn't understand because you know, we didn't have um, uh, um, cell phones uh, back in my days. Uh, we had the beepers, and, and so that's how we communicated. Uh, someone contacted you, you had to, they wanted to contact you immediately, they put 911 in your beeper. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. So so it was, it was sort of strange um, uh, with, with that, and, and people, man, people have changed. Um, the world has changed, the people um, look at life differently. Um, um, from when I was um, in the street. So um, it, it was a scary situation, but um, I figured it out, man. Uh, I'm a very keen guy. So I, I kind of, you know, when I didn't know, sometimes I didn't even ask. I just figured it out. I just kind of kept listening and kept listening and um, and figured it out. But um, after serving 13 years in prison, man, it, it, it really takes a, a toll on you. Um, even when helping the veterans, um, you know, people don't understand when you leave and you're away from society, um, for a certain length of time, you get what they call uh, separation anxiety. Mm -hmm. And um, when you, the military, they get, I think they call it PTSD or whatever they call it. Um, but um, they get they get the services that they need um, when they come home. Um, but we don't get those services as an ex-offender. Um, we have to come home and figure it out um, and uh, 
one person, one step at a time, one voice at a time. Um, but on the other hand, the military, they are able to take care of um, their people when it comes to that and get them the help that they need. And I think that's one of the things I work with from Congressman Kwanzaa Hall and a, uh, and a lot of the other politicians is that's one of the things we've got to really, really take a look at. How can we provide a different type of services um, to ex-offenders ex -offenders who are facing the same thing that the military uh, people are coming home facing? So, you know, you know it's one of those fights that uh, we're going to continue to fight. And hopefully with, with Black Push, we can, um, you know, work together and, um, and make change. But, um, but hey, man, you know, you got to be a strong person. Uh, I believe that uh, I came home a, a stronger person, a better person, uh, and um, you know I just made it happen, man. I don't even really think about a lot of times when I do a lot of things. Um, I just do it, and a lot of people, you know, kind of freak out about it. But um, hey, how can you do that after serving 13 years? Um, but you know, it comes the time where you have to realize: uh, don't let your past determine your future, and figure it out. And you find yourself standing at the crossroads, figure it out which way to go. Right. And for me, you know, one of the things that has been amazing for me is to somehow to be a person now like where well, I go from the person being on one side of the bench, right, to now being the person who has an ear on the other side of the bench. And what I mean by that is like how God allowed for my life to be so transformed that now I have a voice in these places that I never would have had a voice in. And I can go and represent people or a whole generation of people who may not have a voice in these mm -hmm. places. And you are, you're one of those people, every time I look on Facebook, man, you are doing something. You're at Tyler Perry's White House. You are in Carolina or, Cal or Carolina doing something. I mean, you guys, are, you're constantly doing something. Um, at Kwanzaa Hall in, the, in D.C. I mean, in D.C. working for a congressman. Um, and most of us, some people who have no records can't even have the resume you have at this point. How does that feel like? What is, what is that like for you? Very humbling, man. It's very humbling um, that you would think that people will um, take what you're doing and really be inspired about it. Right. Um, and and um, so it's very humbling. Um, I remember when Congressman Hall gave me that position as a criminal justice reform coordinator. Um, it was very humbling. It, it very humbling. Um, and uh, we're still working on some things. Hopefully, we can get get him back in office so we could um, work on some other things. But you know, it's just a humbling. Um, position to be in. It's an unusual position for a lot of people to see me in those positions um, after serving 13 years in prison. But I just, I just put it all on God, man. You know, God is for you. Can't no man be against you. And I believe that if you continue to do, um, you know, what God puts on your heart to do, I don't, like I said, I don't even think about what I be doing a lot of times. I just do it. Right. And a lot of people pay a big attention to it, more so than me. Um, but I'm just doing God's will, man. I'm just doing my part. And hopefully if I can just do my part and be inspired some people. Uh, I remember when I ran for office, um, I inspired a lot of men and women who are ex-offenders to realize that you could vote. And they realized if I could run for office, this man is running for office, so at least I can vote. And I was talking to a representative, um, Dirk Jackson, um, just on yesterday and just letting him know, man, we've got to mobilize these ex-offenders uh, to vote and, um, and get them into the political process and, um, and, and vote for people who, um, who can address our concerns and our issues. And, uh, and so, you know, hey, man, I'm just a guy that just, you know, make it one day at a time, uh, try and find somebody a job, uh, because I found out that 
uh, a job, sim- something simple as a job, um, can change a person's life. Yeah. Um, I even, yeah. I even had a young man come in my office with his pistol. And um, he didn't come with his pistol to rob me. He came to his pistol just let me know, hey, man, Mr. Ricky, man, you're the only one he seems like to be in out here to helping us, man. And, um, and he sh- pulled up his shirt and he showed me his pistol. He said, hey, man, if I don't get no job today, Mr. Ricky, I'm going to get me me. I'm going to do what I got to do because I'm home. So I said, first of all, man, you got to give me that pistol. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, so I was able to take the pistol from that young man. And he's still working today over at the King Center um, as the grounds person over at the Martin Luther King Center. Uh, Bernice King gave him an opportunity. I gave her a call and she gave him an opportunity, man. But, you know, but just to think about um, what that young man would have done. Um, if he, he had not gotten that job, um, he comes back periodically and talk to me. He said, man, Mr. Ricky, boy, they don't even know, man, that day I was going to do something that I had, didn't want to do. Just the fact that you gave me that job, you helped a lot of people. You probably saved a lot of people, probably saved my life. And uh, so it's inspiring just to see young men and women um, once they get a job and how it changes their life and how it changes their outlook on life. Something simple as a job. Yes. Hey, Mr. Brown, how you doing, sir? This is James. I, right. I I had a question in regards to the education um, and how much of a role that played for you both in and out of the system and how that uh, is uh, how that uh, may play uh, in the success or failures of those that are that you are out here helping. Well, man, you know, uh, Success, um, you know, saying it's something that you have to just grab a hold of, man. And, 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 and education is something that if you can't get a college education or real education, um, I, educa- I educated myself. Um, when it came to business, I educated myself, found out how to actually start a business. Um, uh, um, so I figured out how to do an EIN number, figured out how to do a secretary of state, um, figured, get my account open. Um, got my business proposal together. Um, so it's a, it's, it comes to the point where we've got to stop counting on other people to pick us up um, when, when we're falling uh, on the ground. We got to pick ourselves up right. and educate ourselves. If um, if someone is not willing to educate us, uh, we're not um, in a position to get uh, pay for education. So um, in prison, I had a mindset of business. Uh, a lot of my roommates, um, you know, that's what we talked about. Um, uh, on the yard, walking the rec yard, just talking about how we're going to do business, and and um, so it all started from prison, um, from a mindset. Mm-hmm. And I think if we get the right mindset, that we could do it, um, and it could be done. Um, and success is not something that's just given to us. We've got to go at it and grab it, man. And um, so education, I don't, I don't have a college education. Um, I have a 12th grade education. Um, I didn't go to college. Um, I figured it out, and uh, I think that I'm probably doing just as better as, as somebody that's went to <laughs> for eight-year college. Um, that's because you know I figured out business is you know it's just business. It's numbers. Numbers don't lie. Uh, right. I figured out. <laughs> I said, hey, listen, I'm gonna start my business. I, I started out. I said I want to hire 300 people, and I was really on the low end at that time. I said I want to pay my guys um, ten dollars an hour. That was back then. Um, I said, if I give them $10 an hour, I build my business or company, if I build them $15 an hour, maybe give them $10 an hour, my company makes $5 an hour. Five times, um, you know, 300, that's $12,000. You know, if you work eight hours a day, you know, it's $40 a day per, per person. 
you know, 40 times 300, that's $12,000 a day. That's $2.8 million. So I kind of figured that part out. I figured the taxes part out. Uh, you know, I you know, got to put the right people. And you're only as good as the people around you. Um, so, right. so, so I try to make sure that um, I get the right people. Something that I don't know, um, you know, I try to you know get the right people around me. So, it, it's all about figuring it out, man. Uh, really being a, a, a person that could just you know figure it out. Don't have worry about somebody and tell you you didn't learn it. Figure it out. It's nothing nobody should know today that they can't know. Just Google it. Right. 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 You know, one of the things I love that you say is every, almost every podcast I've ever done with you, um, you, you have a motto and you say, you always say, and I use it so much, you say, we don't want to rob, we just want a job. That, right. Well, it came from that young man who came in and, um, and had his pistol um, that day and it kind of came to me and um, he didn't want to rob, he just wanted a job. <laughs> he didn't want to be on a block with a Glock, right. he wanted to be on the clock. So that's kind of where we got that motto from. And I got a young man, um, uh, Rock Flock, is uh, in the studio now, and um, they have taken that slogan and um, putting a song together now, talking about we don't want to rob, we just want a job. <laughs> yeah, right. and I mean, I, through you, I've actually had a chance to meet Waka Flock for the second time of my life. Um, but, I mean, it's amazing the work that you guys are over there doing. I mean, I, I am at all. Ever since I call you and you talk, like, it's never, you're always so busy, man. I don't even know how you even take my phone call still. <laughs> well, man, you know, you know, you know, a person like yourself, man. Uh, I, I feel that you're a very positive person, man. And when you call me, I try to make sure that I make time um, to, to sit down and talk to you, man. Um, I am busy. Uh, I try to keep myself busy. Um, I'm doing positive stuff, man. Um, we're looking at um, um, trying to get a school in North Carolina um, to um, in my hometown, where we can um, make that a state-of-the-art community center. Um, so I'm always believing in giving back. You never forget where you come from because you may have to go back where you come from. So I always um, try to, you know, do as much positive stuff as I can, man. And hopefully if I continue to do positive things, it would encourage other people to do positive things too. Never let your past determine your future. Yeah, and I, I mean, we have a quote here on the back of our shirts here. It says that your, that your past was meant to um, educate you for your present, not to, not to um, um, define you for your future. So nobody should be defined by their past. But, I mean, thank you, man, for taking the time out today to talk to us. If people want to find out more information about your business and about finding a job, where can they yeah. go to find out? Well, you can go to our website. Um, the website is nextstepstaff.com. Um, or you can email me directly. Email me a resume. My email is ricky, R-I-C-K-Y, at nsscorp, as in corporation.org. That's ricky at nsscorp.org. Send me your resumes. I got some great jobs out at the airport. Um, some of those jobs, you can't be ex-offenders, but I do have some jobs where you it's okay. They won't trip on a lot of things, but, but I have some great jobs at the airport, um, some shuttle bus drivers. I have some positions for that right now at the airport. Um, I have some uh, baggage claim people, um, um, jobs at the airport that we're looking for. Now, those bus specific jobs there that have to be badged you have to be federally background so and that's when I want to encourage people to get your record straight man when I ran for city council the first time you remember they kicked me off the ballot uh, because I didn't get my record expunged so you know but you know after that happened you know I went and I got my record expunged I got all those things off my record and um, the guy that beat me he died as you remember um, a few months after um, he beat me and they had a special election. So by that time I had got my rights restored, full rights restored, full pardon. Um, but I think we need, I think we need to really 
um, encourage people who have a record, um, don't sit down and let you die with that record on your on your jacket because you're gonna die, uh, be living um, three-fifths of a man, just how they designed it. Mm -hmm. So let's make sure that we, if you, if you qualify, get your record expunged, um, get back in, in, in on the right track um, so people can't look at you and say that you're an ex-offender. Um, when I got my rights restored, man, I felt like Juneteenth when the Negro was free. <laughs> even though, <laughs> so, so right. I, I encourage that a lot, man. And 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 with that many ex-offenders on the streets of America, um, uh, we could change elections. We could yeah. change a lot of elections around here. Um, so we might make sure that we encourage that a lot. Get your rights back. Uh, register to vote. Um, if you're in the state of Georgia, you can vote. If you're not on parole or probation, don't let nobody tell you that you can't because you can't. And if we continue to do that and mobilize um, these ex-offenders, um, we could change elections and we could finally get somebody um, to address our concerns and our issues. Hey, um, and I, once again, I appreciate you for being on the show today, man. Um, for you guys will put the information for his website on our bottom of this on this feed today. Please check out his website. And for those ex-offenders out there, like he pointed out, who you want a second chance that you want to work on getting your record expunged, or you may have some fees that you owe, please reach out to our organization at www.blackpush.org because um, right. we're getting ready to do a partnership now where we're getting ready to actually um, work with Representative Taylor to help people who may have warrants out there to get those warrants cleared up too. So go to our website, www.blackpush.org, find out more information. And thank you again, Ricky, for joining us today. Thank You're welcome, you, man. And I want to say to you, man, both you guys and uh, Black Push, man, uh, I, I take my hats off, hat off to you, man, for your organization and what you're doing, Sean, and um, in the community, man. And like I said, I have much, much respect for you, brother. And um, anytime you call me, man, you always know I'm going to be there for you, man. I got your back 110%. I already know. Thank you so much, Ricky. All right, brother. Have All a great right. day. Right. You too.